Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. So thank you once again for joining me for another episode um, on my Gutsy Ladies podcast. And I'm actually probably going to get you to grab a pen and paper. If you are someone who has been listening to this podcast and you uh, could well relate to the actual client's experience that I am going to use as the base for this episode, and I'm essentially going to take you through a um, a, an abridged version of a coaching session I just had with this beautiful woman. And it is all about the fact that, okay, I've listened to you, Bella. I've got a plan. I've got everything in place. And life just keeps getting in the way, which really at the end of the day is just code for, <laughs> I'm not sticking to my plan, but I'm committed. I know what it, I know the value for what, you know, this new life is going to hold for me. But why am I not sticking to the plan? So I'm going to go through the key pieces to why this happens and not just for this beautiful woman who I'm going to call Ms. Frustrated. Um, Ms. F is so normal and it happens to every single one of us when we make the decision to bring a change into our life. And you know, even if it's a decision that we know we're 100% committed for, there is a bridge that you must cross. And once you know about the bridge and what's behind the bridge, I promise you life gets easier. So I'm going to share with you, um, like as I said, uh, an abridged version of the coaching session and the key elements that I work with every client basically who has this same frustration. Basically, they're making the decision that they're this person today. They want to become this new person who does different things, experiences different things, has different things, but they're not sticking to their plan. Even though consciously, and there's the clue, consciously they know they're wanting it. Okay, so probably grab a piece of paper um, and a pen to jot a few things down because I'm not talking myself up here. There's some key nuggets in here that have come from thousands of hours of coaching, but also my own personal journey because know that I am deeply flawed like every single one of you humans out there and I have walked this talk <laughs> and I continue to walk it every single day. Um, so. What I'll just give you a little bit more context about Ms. F. She has a significant zero birthday looming and she has joined up the beautiful Gutsy Ladies community and she's done everything by the book. She's gone and um, dealt with the, um, like, watched through the um, Midlife Mindset Boot Camp, which is all included as part of the Gutsy Ladies membership. She's done the Gutsy Ladies Live coaching sessions. Um, she's been on the um, Gutsy Ladies Become 
private Facebook group and been sharing her frustrations and excitement and and even connecting with some of the other gutsy ladies privately um, to help with accountability. And she's absolutely been using me through the Gutsy Ladies membership as an accountability piece. And then this message came through and said, look, I, I'm so committed. She's even used, she's been um, to include in her plan She's actually used one of my beautiful support people, Brady Schultz, who is a dietitian and exercise physiologist. You know, she's she's got this really cool plan. So this plan is for this woman to be able to complete a park run at the significant zero birthday, and um, and there's about fourteen to sixteen weeks left on this plan. And the three parts to it, she was to become alcohol free. She was to increase her movement and get her up, obviously, to be able to um, walk, run at the very least, the 5K park run, and also deal with her eating um, so that she was able to fit into um, a selection of dresses that were important for her to be wearing on this significant birthday. And, and here's the thing, right? This beautiful woman, for a number of months really now, she has been working on the alcohol-free and she has that sorted. She now sees herself in this new identity as someone that doesn't drink alcohol to be the fun person she wants to be. So she, this is where she and I know myself and others on this journey trip ourselves up. She sort of came to me because or sent me a message going, but I've got this alcohol-free thing sorted. How come I'm not sticking to my eating and my movement plan? Um, and which was how she worded it was, oh, but I'm letting life get in the way. So I'm going to run through for you um, six key criteria that I always check in with when a client is coming to me in the process of change and making sure that they've actually got these six little things ticked off. Because if they're not ticked off, then we basically, we know that they're the trouble points we'll start with. And then I'm actually going to finish with, for you, the two key takeaways that came out of our conversation. And most importantly, I'm actually going to share with you probably my number one um, routine that anyone embarking on a new you journey really should be using. And you know I don't use the word should lightly. Okay, how do I say that better? Look, this this number one tool, I'm going to share what this tool is, Um and it's just, you know, I'll have a handout actually that you can um, go through the show notes, click on the link and actually access and download yourself. Because this tool I invented for myself, I use it anytime I do a major change in my life and I've shared it with numerous clients and it has assisted them as they walk the bridge. But first, before I jump in about the six things in the coaching session and her two takeaways... The reason that beautiful Ms. F is so frustrated at this point is that when you make the decision and you get super motivated and consciously aware that you are going to make this choice, I want you to see yourself as someone who is wanting to be the driver in your own bus. So just imagine right now you um, are coming, if you imagine the bus is the metaphorical journey that you're going to go on. 
So you're getting on this bus and you are going, you are seeing yourself the minute you take the steps into this plan and you've got the motivation, you are seeing yourself as the driver when in actual fact you are wrong. You are actually going to ultimately be that driver and you will be that driver when you get to your end point. So for Ms. F, when she gets to the park um, run start line in the state that she is planning to be with her plan, she will be the driver at that point. But she is not the driver right now. She is actually the conductor on the bus. And I want you to think about those beautiful red buses in London. That's what I picture of when I think about this. So the bus driver right now is actually her subconscious mind all the series of habits and automatic behaviours that she's got going on that she's got her to the point she is today. But for the first time in a long time, she has a conductor holding on to that beautiful pole at the front of the bus, overlooking the shoulder of the driver and doing her best to kick the driver off the bus. And, and I said before that this is the bridge between the person you are or the person she is today to the person she's coming to. The most important thing for all of us to understand when we're bringing on change like this is to understand the difference between the conductor on the bus and the driver on the bus. And the reason I've put it in this context is that the conductor on the bus actually represents your conscious mind. So that is the part of your mind that you are consciously aware of, the thoughts and beliefs that you are, you know, talking and saying, well, actually, it's not even the saying, that you are consciously aware that you are thinking and the actions that you are consciously wanting to do, which is only 5% of your daily behavior, whereas the driver on the bus represents the subconscious mind which is up to 95% of the behaviours and actions and beliefs that they're sitting down. If you imagine also an iceberg, and any of my gutsy ladies know my slide, where we have an iceberg is our mind and we have a water level which is at around the 5% and up above that water level is the 5% which is your conscious, what you are aware of, and the 95%, the bottom part of that iceberg, is what you are not aware of, and that is what drives your bus. And so what I'm talking about is the journey you take to become a different person is that whole journey, and you can imagine different stops along the way where you are wrestling with this driver and you are wanting to kick the driver off and by, well, and it's really, in essence, what it is, is replacing yourself with that driver. All these new behaviours you want are going to be what you are consciously wanting. You know, you could call it the good cop and the bad cop, but I don't really want to put it into that context. So when beautiful Ms. F actually, you know, reached out to me, it was a great sign for me. Because this is a woman who, as I said, she's three key areas she's working on, alcohol-free, food, and movement. And, and this is for her to be the healthiest, happiest, funnest self she could be at this big zero birthday. 
And the thing is, because she had nailed the alcohol-free, she actually thought she was automatically going to nail the food and the movement immediately. And this is where we start to set ourselves up for failure. She went through quite a process of months to kick that driver of the alcohol free off the bus and the conductor take control. But she was expecting the food and the movement to just happen like that. How many of us do that? We all do that, okay? And this is the constant struggle we have when we make the decision to make change. If you don't recognise that it's actually that driver on the bus, which is can be decades of some subconscious beliefs and patterns and habits, they don't automatically want to leave. Imagine if you'd been a bus driver for 50 years and you've got some yama upstart who's saying that you need to, you know, drive the bus differently as if you are going to listen to them immediately. No way. You're going to hold on to that goddamn steering wheel as long as possible before you get kicked off. Okay. So the six key things I'll always check in with with a client, and this is for something for you to consider. The six key things are, The first one is, do you even understand that this is what's going on? And this was the first thing that I said to Ms. F. Do you appreciate that what's going on here, you no longer have the wrong driver in the seat for alcohol-free? Great. But just because you've got that one nailed, you cannot automatically expect that the driver in the seat that's dealing with the current food habits or the old food habits that are changing and the movement patterns that are changing Those two drivers aren't changing immediately. You have to work through the process. You have to go across the bridge. You have to um, do little by little. You have to play with it. You have to have tracking tools. I'm getting ahead of myself. But the first thing is understand that that is the mechanism that's going on here. And if you are at the moment struggling because your conscious mind is saying, yes, I want this, but you find yourself behaving in old ways it's just that the driver is in charge still and your job moving forward is to basically continue to do what you know you need to do knowing that every time you do it it is a vote for the driver of the old behaviors to be kicked off okay so this is why change is about consistency and little by little stuff that no human wants to hear. But the number one thing is if you are aware that that's what's really going on, you will not set yourself up for failure and your chances of success have actually gone through the roof. That's number one. Number two is to make sure that my client, Ms. F., and she actually was doing this, and I'm just making sure for you, when we make decisions like making big change stuff and bringing on, in this case, some health habits, it may be finance habits, it may be relationship habits, it is so important that you are getting out of your mind every day and back into your body. Yep, it's because we're overthinking things. So many of our wonderful ideas that come up around change, we can get so stuck up in our mind and we're actually not getting into our body every day. So in Ms. F's um, plan, there is a movement piece. 
if you're dealing with your finances but you are also not using your body healthily and getting out of your mind daily and getting into your body and actually connecting body and mind and heart and soul and everything together then you're actually going to be overthinking um sabotaging thoughts won't be working you know you won't be mindful you you won't have connected your whole body together with your mind now this could seem a little bit weird for you if I'm saying this is could be about financial habits. I promise you that it's not weird. This is the human experience. Um, there is so much change being um, talked about and how to do it, but so many people are basing it just on their thoughts and their mind and not connecting it with their body and what they're doing to embody the changes that they want. And this is going to make a lot more sense when I talk about my number one thing coming up. So she was definitely doing that. Okay, the third thing is what accountability had she set up? Obviously, she's part of the Gutsy Ladies membership, but also what else did she have? Did she have family members, friends, loved ones that she was using to keep her accountable to who she wanted to become? Had she shared her goal with safe, loving and trusting people so that they could keep her accountable? Because it is so hard for to keep yourself accountable. And the reason for that, and particularly if it's a big change you're wanting to bring into your life, is there is so much shame and other negative emotions around, you know, change and also accountability that you do need accountability partners. So uh, um, beautiful Ms. F did have this going on, but I want you to check in with that with yourself. How are you keeping yourself accountable? Who are you using on your team? Okay, number four this one's about expectations. And this is where we started to really see that Ms. F was having some problems. And it was because she wasn't aware about the driver and the conductor. But what expectations did she have on herself day in, day out? She came to me because it will sort of message me because she felt that she just wasn't doing it well enough every single day and that every day she was wasting. Now that level of pressure she was putting on herself was counterproductive to her end goal. Change takes time. It does. It takes time. It does not matter who you are. Any major change or even minor change you want to bring in, you have to allow yourself for the conductor to take over from the driver, for your day-to-day world to not interrupt too much. Just give yourself time, lower your expectations every single day slightly if you find and feel that you're under putting yourself under unrealistic pressure for it to change overnight. Fifth thing is what are your tracking mechanisms? And the reason humans need tracking mechanisms and particularly with change, such as a tick sheet, which is what I use with all my gutsy ladies, Um, It could also be a habit tracker that you've set up on your phone. It can actually be as simple as setting up um, a a list on your um, fridge of all of the behaviours you want to do and ticking each week, each day, sorry, what behaviours you've done and even crossing but still tracking the days that you don't do it. And the reason for this is our mind has beautiful neurotransmitters um, in there, which are called dopamine, and they are noted, known to assist us with motivation. Every time you see a tick, 
up there, you know that you're progressing on the bridge, even though you may not physically see changes. So you know there's progress happening. But even if you see a cross up there, but you can see it in context to ticks and crosses, you can see a measurement of progress. And this is super, super important, particularly when you're in early stages. So what sort of tracking mechanisms have you got? Now, she did not have a solid one in play, and we talked a little bit about that. The sixth and final one was checking in on what toolkit elements was she bringing to the table. So she knew that she was having to change what was going on with her eating and also what was going on with her movement. But what other rituals was she bringing into her life that would actually support her nervous system through change? And that analogy I've said about the bus is representative of parts of our nervous system. When we are making major change, there are parts to our biology that are really struggling with it. And parts of our biology want the familiar and want us to stay in those old habits, part of the old driver mentality of the subconscious without supporting our new identity and nourishing our nervous system with it. We are basically trying to progress with one hand behind our back and our feet tied together. I'm not kidding. And this leads me into what that number one um, tool that I talk with clients. So I'm now going to share with in our coaching session what I helped Ms. F to use to progress. And it definitely relates to that last piece. What parts of your, what tools have you got in your toolkit that actually support your nervous system? Have you got any? Do you even know what I'm talking about? Do you even know anything about your nervous system? <laughs> Possibly not. You may know what it feels like to feel stressed, which is obviously part of your stress response. But do you even know what it feels like to feel beautifully calm and relaxed day in, day out? Do you think that I'm kidding, that that's how some people work and will live and they're not on medication? <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is absolutely the way I work in this day and age. Do I not have flashes of stress response and relaxation response? Absolutely. But I can temper my stress response so quickly these days through the techniques I'm going to share in a minute with you. And, and ultimately, the changes that I've brought in my life, um, whether it's, you know, changing some of our financial um, habits and ultimate successes, or even, you know, currently still, you know, when I was doing the training for the ultra marathon, even when I was actually running the ultra marathon, I was able to bring in my relaxation response, which supported the person I wanted to be through that event and at the end. And this is fundamental to long-term change. This is fundamental to what I talk about as gliding in midlife and beyond. So as I said, I've, I've gone through those six key things I checked in with Ms. F. But the two key takeaways that came up was, well, actually there's three, when I was doing the coaching session that are really, really common um, when you go into a change process like this. The number one that we came up, well, I found out when I was coaching with Ms. F, was she had actually, so she had about 14 weeks to go 
And she, as we heard, she'd taken the alcohol-free. She'd actually nailed it. So she's living alcohol-free now, comfortable in that new identity. So she tried a couple of dresses on that she wants to be wearing on the weekend of the Big Zero birthday. And while this can be really potent source of motivation, you've got to be careful whether it can also be a bit triggering in the fact that there's still a way to go. And so sometimes we can almost give ourselves too much pressure. And I think there was a little bit of that happened. She was so excited to put these dresses on and she picked one particular dress and she said, wow, I just like that one I really want. It was like, wow, I've still got quite a way to go to be able to wear this dress. And so what I had to remind her of is that The fact that she's not in that dress today is real and the reason for that is why she's on the bridge and once she recognised she's about to, you know, go through the process, the journey of using the conductor to kick out the um, driver, she actually had in her mind she had to get it all done overnight. She had not really taken in consideration that each week there would be a win, but she couldn't make all the change quickly overnight. And she hadn't come to terms with this. And so what we decided was um, it was very important for her to pick one key success she was looking for, even though there's two new behaviours she's bringing in around food of movement, to do her best on all of it for the one week, but pick one thing that was going to be not negotiable. And this came into number two, is that she actually is in a very, very stressful week of work. It's a part of her work um, rhythm where what I would liken it to be a bit in harvest. So some of her weeks are quite, you know, sort of regular routine and other weeks she has big events. So here she was, Having tried the dress on, she still had 14 weeks to go. She'd put some undue pressure on herself that she hadn't been performing and expecting so much of herself. And she had a really, really stressful week of work coming up, which meant for any person doing major change, she had to pick her battles. She had to choose between food or movement where the not negotiable success was going to be. Not all of it. Because, of course, if she was trying to get that all done in a stressful week and she got none of it done, which was very likely, she was actually going to find herself back, change U-turn, back where she started feeling dreadful about herself and lost a whole week. So I want you to understand that this is how life can get in the way if you haven't made a plan for it. So she hadn't really recognised how stressful her week was. And so she hadn't planned for that to derail her. So that is super important. If you're bringing any major changes in and you've really got clear on this new identity and who you want to be, you really do have to be clever with not just the plan you create, but each part of the plan and seeing what obstacles could be coming up and being kind to yourself through that. So what we planned with it is she was focusing for this week 100% on movement. Every movement activity for this week is not negotiable. So she made that commitment to herself. She was going to do her best effort 
on the food and plan for foods in the busy parts of the week, etc. But if she fell off the wagon a little bit with that, no worries, because she knew she had one piece sorted. So this is a really important piece to realise about how life can get in the way, how important it is to plan for life getting in the way and to also not over over demand of yourself when you've got busy periods coming up because this is is basically a marathon. Any major change process is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And that's where she recognised that she had to change as well. So basically the first piece was she had to watch what triggers she had with the goals she was setting up, such as the dress, and expecting to do it all. The second thing is to really look at what was going on in her week-to-week process and seeing where the obstacles could be and how to still get some successes even in the hard weeks that are brewing. The third and final thing leads into my number one thing to support any change process, and it comes down to supporting your nervous system. What Ms. F and I recognised is that she did not know about my new U triad, which is a really, really simple tool that I give my clients that I ask them to do at the start of every single day as they go through their change journey. And so immaterial to the other things, other changes they're expecting of themselves, this is a tool that you can do every single morning that actually supports your nervous system. It supports also the new identity that you have. What is the new you triad? It's a triad, so there are three activities. At the bare, simple type of it, you can do this a minimum of three minutes a day. So this has not got a heavy um, time requirement for you, but I can promise the three elements to to it are vital to getting you to move forward. Number one, it's affirmations. It's knowing your I ams. um, And in Ms. F's case, it was I am healthy, I am strong. um, And they're the two affirmations that I could it's a, that I can remember that she had, but it was it's actually affirming that for herself every single morning. The second thing is breathing, doing some conscious breath work at least one minute every morning as part of the new you triad. And the third piece was a stretch. Now this ultimately leads, in my case, I've led it into my yoga practice. But if that's not something that you're interested to do at the bare minimum, it is stretching and getting into your body and feeling your body at the start of the morning. So the three parts of the triad are affirm, stretch, and breathe. They're the three pieces. And then how I um, mold that in is that at the very simplest part, you do one minute of your affirmations, writing down in a journal the the I am's that you have selected. And the second thing is to um, stretch. So do a really, really simple stretch. For me, the very least is getting down on the floor, doing child's pose. For other clients, it's been just doing arms up and out to the side and down or just bending over gently and lengthening your hamstrings. There's some very basic stretching that all humans know that they can do just to open up their body. But most importantly, it's to feel themselves back in their body. 
And then the third bit is the conscious breathing. It's actually doing the breath work that actually, and this is the, the, you know, the most simple thing is to just breathe for one minute. And what conscious breath work is, is diaphragmatic breathing. So you're actually bringing the breath down all the way in so that you actually can bring on your relaxation response or your parasympathetic nervous system. So this new you triad, um, I developed for myself because what I recognized is if I started the day reminding myself of the person I am wishing to become, then that was increasing my chances as life was getting in the way. <laughs> and pure and simple, it uh, you know, I have done it for more abundance in my life. I've done it for um, even the big decision around us leaving um, where we were living and moving to the beach as an early pre-retirement strategy. You know, it was all about basically being strong enough and um, trusting. So, you know, I had to select the affirmations that were important to that new identity for me. And then it was journaling in the morning, my stretching and my breathing. Now, if you are someone who is listening to this and this is quite um, novel for you, like you've never done any form of breathing, conscious breathing, relaxation work, you've never really done any stretching practices and you've never done any journaling, then I am definitely going to encourage you <laughs> to do a bit more homework on them or look out for some episodes because I'll be actually covering them more in depth. But at the very least, make sure that you download the um, little worksheet or the um, new you triad worksheet that I've got for you that you can at least start to do this. Um, as I said, the key reason behind this, and this is why it's going to be so valuable for Ms. F, is that when I talked before about being the conductor on the bus and wanting to get rid of the driver that's currently in the seat, Remember that in context to our nervous system. That driver represents not just your subconscious, but also represents a part of a fear response. Your biology is wired to keep you safe. Your biology is going to resist major change for no other reason that it is designed to keep you safe. And change for it without you having a mechanism to override it is going to seem scary, even though consciously you know the value of it. So this is where I, you know, really talk about my clients being able to befriend their biology and you cannot befriend something you're not aware of. So the affirmations is to get your mind online with the new um, person that you're wanting. The stretching is to get your body online and the breathing is to connect both. And breathing and stretching are known to bring on your relaxation response, the opposite to your stress response. And most importantly, you do this every single morning, ideally before you go out into the, you know, the wider world, you are setting yourself up for success. You know, like the guru life coach I have is, you know, Tony Robbins, and he was always about and is still to this day always about seizing the day with your state, and that's what this is about. 
So I really hope that this sort of um, more in-depth episode about some finer details about when I'm coaching client has been helpful. And just know that this is what is so powerful about being part of a coaching relationship. You know, when I work with clients, it is not about me giving them advice about what they should do with their life. It is about being able to powerfully question them on the journey that they want to be on and then helping to support them with tools so that long-term they actually know how to bring change in for themselves, you know, at the drop of a hat. And it's such an honour to be able to work with people like this. I am so excited for our beautiful Ms F because, as I said to her last night when we were checking in, was this is such a good sign. The old version of herself would not have had the level of awareness to able to to actually be able to question or or had the support mechanism to check in with someone like me and go, oh, my God, I am so invested now. I am so committed to this change. Why am I not sticking to the plan? And, of course, she wasn't because she needed this next level of information because she is human. Okay, I'm looking forward to any feedback on this and make sure you download the new you triad and try it for yourself. Um, Have a cracking day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. Are you ready to recharge your life? Are you slipping towards burnout? Or maybe you're already there. (laughs) Make sure you grab my free guide called Heal from Burnout and Recharge Your Life for some really actionable tips that I learned the hard way. Click on the link in the show notes of your podcast app. If you haven't already, I'd love you to subscribe and send this episode to a friend who just may need a little reminder that she's a gutsy lady too. See you next week.